This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith and a culture against faith. So let's talk about acute stress disorder. Let's do it. But first, how was your day? Stressful. Stressful? Yeah, very stressful day. Yeah, so I'm, as most people know, we're, I mean, we don't have offices for Wildhouse Church. Not yet. And so um, we record these in my home. Mm-hmm. And I'm moved. Yeah. Uh, and so the house closes tomorrow. Uh, sorry. At, when we're recording this, the house closes in two days. And so was trying to go over there and get like all the, the we had like last little bit of stuff we had to get out kind of stuff. So I'm going over there, but it's pouring down rain all day. Mm. I mean, the creek behind my new house is like overflowing with water. I mean, it was just it's a nasty day. Yeah. I, if it wouldn't have rained, my entire thing today that I had to do should have only taken me like three hours. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get it done and I was there for almost five. Yeah. It's just like super frustrating trying to get it all done and do all the stuff and not getting it done. And yes, stressful day, stressful day. I'm sorry to hear that. It, it happens to all of us. It does. We have good days, bad days, stressful days, days that you just feel like you're trying to make it through. Yeah. That, that's what, that's the best way to describe my day to day is like, I was just trying to make it through. I feel that. I feel that. Days like that are tough. Um, I had a pretty decent day, though. Um, yeah? Yeah, I went out with some friends last night. Um, cool. And uh, <clears throat> that didn't end the greatest last night, and so I was fully expecting to have a horrible day, and it didn't also didn't end until like 4 a.m. So and you had to go to your day job? And anyway? I had to go to my day job, so I was late getting to work. Yeah. Which means I'm gonna stay late tomorrow, yeah, <laughs> um, or get there earlier tomorrow. We'll see. Um, so yeah, um, I fully expected to have an awful day, but it was really slow today. I didn't have much to do. Nice. Um, so <clears throat> I caught up on Lucifer and finished the whole show. Nice. Uh, yeah, binge watched in between two days, and I finished it. Nice. Yeah. So I That's had a pretty, pretty good day. show. It's pretty decent. Yeah. Did you finish it? Uh, I think I have one episode left. Okay. So we need to talk whenever you finish. Okay. But yeah, it is a good show and it's not biblically accurate. So I don't feel bad no, about watching it. It's like not it's a totally all. different thing. <laughs> yeah. It does. It does bring up a question for me, which we'll have to talk about later. But yeah. It's like, I wonder what this story would be from the devil's perspective. Oh, for sure. Like, that's a question that it constantly makes. Like, I don't think their narrative is correct, but no. it does make me go, I wonder what, like, I mean, the, the what narr- the devil would say. The, the narrative in um, the show is like he's a misunderstood son, right? Like, and yeah. I, I don't know if that really is real life. Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, uh, yeah, decent day. Good. So let's jump into acute stress. Okay. So we're coming out of talking about just general trauma, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I said I wanted to break down different trauma disorders. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the first one on the list. Okay. So, typically with acute stress disorder. Well, hang on. Before you do that, you're going to have to connect that for me. How is acute stress? I'm getting in- there. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, literally, that's my first point. Okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah, getting there. <clears throat> so, acute stress disorder starts as generally within the first month or so after a traumatic event. Okay. Um, So an example of this. Remember whenever I had that really bad wreck in my Jeep? Yes. So listeners, my first vehicle was a Jeep. Um, green Jeep Wrangler four-door. It was an olive Jeep Wrangler, hard top. It was my baby. I loved it. I actually named it baby. Did Uh, you really? I really did. Supernatural plug. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it was my baby. Um, I love that thing. And one day I was running late for school and I wasn't speeding. I mean, I was going like five over. Right, yeah, yeah. which for Clayton means he wasn't speeding. I wasn't speeding. <laughs> yeah. uh. you know, the law, the law doesn't pull people over for five over <laughs> yeah. unless it's a school zone. So it's fine. That's actually not true. I rarely ever speed. Mm. Um, but like I wasn't. I was running late, and I had a presentation. Yeah. So I was, I was stressing, trying to get there on time. Yeah. And uh, the roads were a little bit wet, and someone pulled out in front of me. Uh, apparently, um, I learned this from police reports and other things, um, and witness statements and the news actually, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. It went on the news. I don't know if you knew that it was. No, yeah. that didn't shock me though. You rolled it. Yeah. Uh, a hot shot, which if you don't know is, uh, a guy that works for a guy or a person, an individual that works for a company that delivers things. No, it's a it's an individual that is a subcontractor for okay. a company that gets I was hired. Give, I was giving a never mind. Yeah, that gets hired to hotshot something, deliver something it's a del- in a very a, quick amount of time. Yes, it's a, he's a they're, they're delivery people. They pull a trailer, whatever. Pulled out in front of me, um, pulling the trailer and almost hit me. Mm. My only option, because traffic was moving so fast, and I had somebody like literally riding my bumper. I can't slow down. I can't stop on my brake, my brakes or else they're going to hit me. So my only option is to get over. So I get over and, um, I tried to speed up to get around and I lose control. Um, at that point I hit about 65, 70, somewhere between 65 and 70 and I lost control. I started spinning. I hit the median and I went back, I spun the other way. It's a miracle that I, that another car didn't hit me, but I spun back the other way and then rolled down the embankment and rolled it like two and a half times. Um, within the first month of that happening, I started experiencing flashbacks. Um, I had some night terrors. Um, and anytime I got in the driver's seat of a car and one little thing went wrong, I would tense up. 
some people might look at that and call it PTSD, but me now knowing what I know, it's acute stress disorder. It was a traumatic event that brought up feelings inside of me that like affected my my day-to-day life. It caused me like significant stress. Yeah. And that is a symptom of acute stress disorder. It's mm. something of something traumatic that happens to you will later then cause you to have significant stress. Okay. Did it go away? Eventually, it did. Okay. Does it always for people? Um, sometimes. Sometimes not. It depends. Okay. So, no. It doesn't always. Not always. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it just it really depends on the person, how they seek help, or how they deal with it, all those sorts of things, right? Okay. Got it. And it affects your day-to-day life, right? Like we said. For me, it was, it affected how I drove. Right. And even still to this day, there are times where it affects how I drive. Yeah. Because I, like, um, this morning, it was raining. You already talked about the rain really bad this morning. Yeah. This morning, I was driving to work. Um, my car kept skidding on the wet roads. And I, I felt myself tense up like I was about to lose control over my car. Yeah, need some new tires, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just my car's super light. And it was the roads were extremely wet. Yeah, um, I would still get those tires checked if it's skidding around like that. It yeah. shouldn't be doing that. Anyways, um, this is an interesting note here. ASD may cause feelings of guilt. Hmm. Like, because you're absorbing and embodying all the stress from this, and so you're putting it on yourself? Or you could? You could, but most of the time what it tends up being is not seeing the event coming and doing anything to stop it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, I look back on my wreck, and if I could have done anything differently, I would have just gotten over and not tried to speed up and get around. Yeah. I would have just gotten over and then got back in my lane whenever it was safe to. And for a couple of years after that, actually, I felt guilt for not doing that. Yeah. Instead, I made the mistake of speeding up and trying to get around him. Yeah. So, it may cause feelings of guilt. Hmm. So... Flashbacks, nightmares, we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, very um, common thing that happens with ASD. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, oh, I thought I screenshot that, but I did not. So this is from Healthline. Um, and I'm sorry, I got to find this again. Uh, it can cause disassociative symptoms. Okay. Which is feelings of numbness, right? Um, Reduced awareness of your surroundings. Um, Derealization, which is like 
the opposite of having a realization. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like a realization is like, oh, hey, um, I just realized that I forgot to buy milk at the store. Right. It would be the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, depersonalization. So um, thoughts or emotion don't seem real. Um, dissociative amnesia. So you disassociate from certain memories, feelings, whatever, and you forget about them. Hmm. It's kind of scary, actually. Um, when you when you break it down, the first word is acute, right? And and you asked me, yeah, before we hit record, yeah. So I asked, I was like, what do, what do we mean when we say acute trauma or acute stress disorder or whatever? I'm like, are we saying the same thing as like in math? Like, oh, it's a cute little thing. It's the small one. And Clayton's like, yeah, basically. And I'm like, wait, this doesn't make sense at all because. I know that in mental health, when something is acute, that's really bad. That's not good. So acute just means in mental health, it literally just means on a smaller scale. Yeah, it means more isolated. Sometimes, maybe yeah. more isolated, but no, it literally just means on a smaller scale. Um, well, but like that doesn't make sense to me like calling it a smaller scale. So would it be acute trauma if a girl's raped one times versus 50 times? Okay. So that's also a different thing. Well, but right? I'm just but saying, I'm just saying like, so that's not one you're, you're, it's not one to one here. Okay. But there is acute trauma. Sure. So what would be an example of acute trauma? It depends on the person, right? Trauma is relative. Okay. But so that's what I'm trying to get clarity on. It's is, how you respond to the trauma is whether or not it makes it acute or not. Okay. Does that make sense? No, but I'm going to trust you on that. Okay. I, I just don't know enough, I guess, to know yeah. if, if it's about my response, then you know what makes it acute in my response. So are you having flashbacks? Are you having night terrors? Do you clinch? So a girl that's raped, if you're in a room full of dudes that you don't know and you have uh, a little bit of a manic episode, right? That's not acute trauma for her. Hmm. But me having a wreck and kind of tensing up when, you know, I feel my car skidding a little bit. Got you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. You, okay. So, and what makes acute stress disorder... Acute, even though it doesn't sound small, is that it is a precursor or can be a precursor to PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Does that make sense? I, get, I see the correlation between acute stress disorder and PTSD. Yes, yeah. I see that. Yes. So what makes it acute is that it is lots of times the beginning stages of PTSD if it's not treated immediately and properly. Um, it can develop and it can become worse. <clears throat> so, from the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, this is kind of a wide number, and I wish we had some stats on this that were a little bit more 
pointed, but anywhere between six to thirty three percent of people that um, experience a traumatic event can develop ASD. Um, but if that's from Veteran Affairs, that's only looking at veterans. I didn't read the study. That was a stat that I saw that was cited. So I don't okay. know. Got you. Um, yeah, my I didn't sister. have time today to to read, or I didn't yeah, feel no, like no. I wanted to read a whole research article today. Yeah, you know no, I mean? that's fine. I just I I when we're talking about trauma, I try to stay away from conversations about veterans, just because there's been so much work done in that over the years, because there was a time where trauma was isolated to veterans in combat sure. or rape victims. Sure. Now I think we're realizing that trauma is much more broad than that. And the veteran thing still needs to like, don't hear what I'm saying is saying like, Oh, the veteran, we don't need to well, talk about their trauma anymore. It's the basis for all of the research that we have on trauma currently. Right. Yeah. We, we have to have that. Right. For sure. And that's what I mean. Like we, we don't have super pointed stats on how many people ASD actually affect. Yeah. Um, so yes. Um, and it may or may not be exclusively veterans. I didn't read the study. Yeah. No worries. Um, so here quickly. Um, whoops. I went to the wrong place. Hold up. Cause I always do this. I feel like I have to, um, some signs and symptoms. Experiencing an altered sense of reality. Um, not being able to remember important aspects of the traumatic event. Hmm. Um, having a hard time feeling positive emotions. So some depressive symptoms. Yep. Uh, anxiety is another one. Yeah, that that it would uh, shock me if that wasn't one. Yeah, it's not listed here, but it is. I yeah. read that somewhere else. Um, uh, guilt, anger, we talked about those. Um, trying to avoid distressing memories, thoughts, or feelings of the event. Hmm. Um, hypervigilance, irritability, or angry outbursts. Startling very easily. Uh, and sometimes physical injuries, depending on mm, yeah. um, the traumatic event. So, yeah. mind body connectivity there is going to be very throughout. Yeah, very sensitive there. Yeah. I think the only thing that I really want to say in, in the conversation is. In, in anything like that, we don't, obviously, acute stress disorder, we don't have a biblical character that we could go, oh, yeah, it's that, that can, person. Yeah. The Bible's just not detailed out in that way. Um, but for anything that's trauma-related and response to trauma, healing with trauma, anything like that, I don't think the answer is ever, let me just try to pray it away. Oh, no. So, like, just trying to pray it away is not, that's not healing. That's sweeping it under a rug and pretending like it never happened, which is never the right answer. So, I think maybe the better thing to do in dealing with trauma 
on the spiritual side is number one, don't deprive yourself from mental health professionals to help you. Make sure you utilize their skills and services. And number two, um, prayer of lament. Mm, yeah, good one. Like just letting God know that you're pissed off that this happened to you. Um, and let me say, like, it's okay. Mm. It's okay to be mad that something traumatic happened to you in a fallen and broken world. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to tell God you're mad. Yeah. I promise you, he's big enough to take it. And I just think for me, as I deal with trauma and things that have happened and Let me say, prayer of lament becomes more and more my best friend because it's where I find myself the most vulnerable. Mm. And it's in our moments of most vulnerability that we find the greatest touch of comfort from the Lord. Mm. 